Welcome to the ERMI podcast. This is Joel Applebaum, and I'm the Chief Content Officer at ERMI. And for over 40 years, ERMI has been an industry leader in educating and informing construction insurance risk management professionals. We are pleased to bring you this snap talk from the ERMI Construction Risk Conference. It's titled, Harnessing the Power of Leading Indicator Data by Chip Ehrenchild. He's the Vice President with InterWest Insurance Services. In this podcast, you're going to learn the key steps so that you can leverage the proven neuroscience research of purposeful safety interactions and capturing the data with off-the-shelf mobile technology to monitor and quantify your efforts. I hope you enjoy it. Looks like uh, we all drew the short straw. We're the last ones here. Uh, Today, I want to talk to you about the power of leading indicated data and give you some key elements on what you can do to incorporate these into your business. And the first thing I want to start with is leading indicators are the key to innovation. And innovation is the key to success. And there's not a business out there right now that doesn't need to innovate, right? Innovation is one of the buzzwords that we're hearing about all of our business and what we need to do. And what I want to talk to you about today is that the definition of innovation is small differences that creates value. And so it doesn't need to be something big and large and brand new, but innovation, if it's a small difference that creates value, as it relates to your safety program or relates to your processes, what are those small differences that you can do to create value and improve your bottom line? And that's what we want to talk about today. So innovation. I just had the uh, pleasure of listening to Charles Durig give a presentation. Does anyone know who that is, the man who wrote The Power of Habit? Does anyone recognize that book? Faster, better, stronger, something along those lines. So what did he tell us about innovation? For innovation to be successful and for innovation to stick inside a business, it has to have two elements. And this is encouraging for us. One is that 10% has to be something new, a new idea, a new process, a new thought. 90% of all innovation involves something that's already known, already been done, something you're already you're doing. So if you want to innovate inside your businesses and inside your process, it's not that difficult to do. You just need to come up with that 10% of what you can do to be different. And what I hope to do today is give you some ideas on how to do that. Okay. So what are leading indicators in your business? Does anyone have any ideas? Is anyone familiar with that term, leading indicators? Sort of? Trends, maybe trends. It's really, if we go, whoops, better move my slide here for you. It's really those things that are going to influence the, fu- influence the future performance of your organization. And I would challenge you, it's, it's relatively easy to find leading indicators inside your business. And the best way to do it is take a look at the outcomes that you're responsible for. And take a look at what outcomes you may need to be held responsible for and reverse engineer those backwards. And ultimately, you're going to find those activities or those behaviors that need to be done. And if those things are done consistently and done the way you want them done, they will start to generate predictive leading data indicators. And that's where you find them. So take a look at those. Within a safety program, if you want to reduce your claim activity, you can get to that point on what behaviors you need to address. You want to improve your profitability. How do you increase your margins? What are those things? They're all over the place. They're easy to find. Lagging indicators on the other side are things that analyze past performance. One of the most known examples of lagging indicators is your experience modification. Everyone knows what that term is? 
right? Your X mod, it has no bearing on what you're doing today to be a safer company. Yet you're paying a premium based upon this factor that's looking back four years on what you did. The simplest way to think about leading indicators, think about weight loss. So if you just measure yourself on the scale every day, does that have any bearing on whether or not you're going to lose any weight? And the answer is no. But we know with weight loss, what has a factor in it, if you go back to the behaviors and the activities that you need to do, it's diet and exercise in some combination that allows you to get the results. So if we know it's diet and exercise, and we can start to measure how well are you doing in those activities as a leading indicator, you can start to predict what impacts when that late weight loss is going to happen, and it becomes very predictable. So weight loss is the simplest one in society to think about leading indicators. Now, the second thing I want to talk to you about, if, you haven't, if you're not too familiar with leading and lagging indicators, if I give you a word like social cognitive learning, that just blows your mind, right? That just sounds overpowering. But what, is cog what does it mean to be cognitive? It just means that we think. And so we're at this explosion in brain science right now. And you can't pass any literature if you're looking at books on leadership, if you're looking at books on how to build habits, if you're looking at books on how to scale your business that aren't going to be an intersection of uh, behavioral economics, psychology, and neuroscience. And so we now know, because they're able to put electrodes in your brain, that when we ask certain type of questions, what part of your brain lights up and how the corresponding behaviors are going to respond. Cognitive learning has become to, is, is the idea that, hey, our people think, and no longer are people just responding to reward and punishment as stimuli, but that in the workplace, there's three things that drive how people are going to behave. It's that individual and all of the trash that they bring to the job and the head trash that they have. It's the environment that you have them involved in, and then it's the behavior of the others inside that group. And what is now known is it's the influence of the behaviors inside that environment that have more of an impact on how adults learn than was ever given credence for. And so those three factors are things you want to be paying attention to. We also, uh, on the literature side, has it heard of the book Thinking Fast and Slow? Has anyone heard of that book? Been on the bestseller for years. It's by a guy, uh, a Nobel Prize winner. Upshot is we now know how the brain works. There's two sides to our brain. There's an automatic side to our brain and a slow side to our brain. And the automatic side to our brain is what allows us to get up and drive home without getting in car accidents. It allows us to get up in the middle of the night and go to the bathroom without falling down and breaking our neck. Our bodies build habits, hardwire patterns in our brain that we do automatically without thinking about them, what allows us to drive and text at the same time. But, the, but where decisions are made is in the slow part of our brain. And that's where we have a chance for discovery and where we have a chance to think and where we can be deliberate. But our brains can only hold about three to four things in that slow side of your brain at any given time. But we now know with the brain science that you can ask open-ended questions, you can ask people to help solve problems, and it physically will switch your fast side of your brain to your slow side of your brain. And so you can start to build programs with this uh, latest information known as you're working on your leading indicators. And I'll give you an example. Um, anybody snow ski here? No one snow skis. So when you snow ski, when you come to get on the chairlift at the bottom, uh, you, you, they want you to put the bar down. And it used to say for years just a big blue sign as you start to leave that just said bar down, just a statement, bar down, bar down. 
Over the last few years, they've switched that to now be a question. Is the bar down? And what it does is it forces that person, as you're getting on there, you see that and subconsciously you read that question and your brain goes from fast to slow because you want to solve the problem. Is the bar down? Well, gosh, I guess it's not. And you pull the bar down. Simple, yet those things are all being done to us right now if you pay attention to them. And the leaders in this neuroscience and using this behavioral science are the tech companies. They use it in how they scale their businesses, and they use it in the products that we uh, consume every day. Back to weight loss, one of the fastest growing uh, is a product called Noom, N-O-O-M, which is a weight loss app that's all predicated on this behavioral science. It's having phenomenal results. Look it up. If you want to see some of the stuff I'm talking about today being applied in action, that's a good example of it. So the takeaway. We know that adults learn by hearing, seeing, and doing. Has everyone heard that comment before? And, and we know that's true now because of this brain science research. And so you can design programs that can incorporate some of these ideas, and you can get better outcomes. So how do we do it? Well, we know that adults learn by, uh, by being engaged, by being part of what they're being taught. We know that adult learns by having to learn something that's relevant, not something that's abstract. We know that adults learn by being interactive and not just sitting and being spoken to. And we also know that it has to have real applicability to what they're doing. And so if you can start to take a look at the leading indicators that you want to achieve and you can start to think, how can I purposely design some of these adult learning behaviors into the outcomes I want to have? You'll start to have results. And it's incredible how this works. The, the next piece I want to talk to you about is how can you use technology to reinforce these things? Is anyone familiar with the term mobile forms? OK, so mobile forms. There's thousands of them available to you today. Google makes them all the way down to startups. These things are available off the shelf. They have built-in conditional logic. They have built-in artificial intelligence. You have people inside your firms that can take these mobile forms and make them work for you. And so what you can start to do is use this technology to start to monitor and collect those leading indicator data that you want to achieve. And I'll give you some examples. So we call it performance support because we're using technology to drive the behaviors out of our staff that we want them to do. So I'll give an example on heat illness. You can take a mobile form off the shelf for heat illness. It can use artificial intelligence, which means it goes out to the internet and it looks up a weather report. And if it sees that it's going to be a high temperature day, that will trigger it to automatically send an email back to your foreman, it's going to be a high weather day. That then opens up an app or opens up a questionnaire for that foreman to fill out. Those questions are all going to be designed around moving from the fast part of the brain to the slow part of the brain. High weather day, how are you going to provide shade? What are you going to do to get water? How are you going to make sure there's adequate breaks? Your foreman fills out that form. When they complete it, a notification is sent to their supervisor. Their supervisor then can take a look at the work that they put down, see that they're going to complete what's required, and also gives them a chance to give them feedback if they've missed any steps and you're able to do some coaching in real time. 
And then when the supervisor completes the cycle that they spoke to the foreman, that form is uploaded into a database. It tracks that you're compliant. And all this can go on without you having to do anything if you build these forms correctly. Now, you still need to monitor them. But my point is, it's virtually unlimited in how you can apply these forms inside your business. Another example that we've had a lot of luck with is I'm going to call it in-the-moment real-time safety correction. And so when, when, when the, is a safety training a leading indicator just by itself? Typically not, right? We know a workforce, the workplace is dynamic. When would we want to have a good effective safety training? Either right before that employee is getting ready to do a job they haven't done before or when we catch them behaving in a way that's something we don't want them to do. Again, you can use a form on a phone or on a smart app, pops up, guides the behaviors of your supervisors on what you want them to do. Types of questions, open-ended adult questions. How do we do it around here? How we, why is it important that we do this job correctly? You're getting the employee to engage in some of these adult learning skills because it's real time to what they do. It's the job that they do. You're asking for them on how to do it correctly. You're having a much more effective training. I'm recording that I'm having in the moment safety trainings. I know I'm making an impact on that employee that I'm speaking with because I'm using adult learning skills to try and modify their behavior. And then more importantly, if I get them to start doing things correctly, then they are, then I'm getting that third wheel of that more learning is done in the workplace by observance. Other employees start to see them doing it correctly. And if you bring a new person into the job, they're going to see how to do it correctly as opposed to incorrectly. These forms work wonders to be able to do it, and they're available to all of us if you want them. And so I just want to recommend that don't be afraid of them. And then finally, 70% of your total cost of risk is your indirect cost. It's soft cost. It's being uh, people out on work, having to replace lost vehicles. It's the easiest money to grab. If you could sell your way out of a situation, you'd already be doing it. You can't do it. If you could lower your premiums, you're doing stuff to do it. Attack the easy money to grab, and that's those indirect costs that come with um, identifying the leading indicators and being able to do something about them. And I'll give you an example. We uh, worked with the client that was able to uh, run daycares. And when they started having in-the-moment safety interactions and recording those things, as I just described, over time, their substitute teacher cost plummeted. And no one was aware of this savings until after about doing the program for 12 months that one of their managers stepped up and said, wow, our sub costs have almost gone to zero. And all the savings and that indirect cost, that awareness came on. And, and I will tell you that if you identify the right leading indicators and you start to measure them and you do it on a bar graph, and then you do a line graph to show whatever behavior you're trying to correct. So in this case, reducing substitute cost. It could be improving your profitability, whatever the case may be. That line graph will move opposite as your bar graph grows. So if you want to eliminate a negative behavior, you'll start to see that behavior go away. If you want to accentuate something positive, you'll start to see it go up. Tying into how adults learn and building that into anything that you're working on will bear you fruit and it will reduce your indirect cost. And so what I hope to do today was just give you an idea that innovation is available to you in whatever aspect you're doing in your business. 
And there's 10% of new ideas right there for you that you can go back and take a look at, incorporate into 90% of what you're doing that's working, and come up with a new way to improve the safety of your organization, improve your outcomes, and really start to make a fundamental change in how your business performs. Thank you for listening, and be sure to subscribe to the Army Podcast in your podcast app for more talks like this, and to be notified when new episodes are released.